0: Hi there and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I am Karen DeBuse of Simply Living For Him. And I'm excited to record this new episode this evening. It's a beautiful evening here as I sit in my office and I'm actually, um, I had my sliding door open and I had to close it because the crickets were so loud that it was interfering with the recording. But it's a beautiful evening. The crickets are chirping. The sun is setting a little bit earlier. I'm not really a fan of, the leaves are starting to fall, and um, autumn will be upon us very soon. I'm sad to see summer go, but I know that it is time for the seasons to change. Um, So I'm sitting here with my coffee, and I'm just about to um, talk to you guys about clutter tonight, and why I keep a clutter-free home, and how you can find so much freedom in living a clutter-free life. Now, the reason I chose this episode, well, first of all, I've had a lot of people writing me lately and asking um, when I'm going to record a new episode and, um, you know, they enjoy the podcast and they wanted me to make a new episode and uh, I've been trying, but, you know, with just starting school, you know, mom, I'm a mom and that comes first, homeschooling comes first, my family comes first. And uh, the schedule's been crazy, but I am committing to recording at least one podcast each week and getting them out there regularly. So if you have topics that you are interested in, please email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. I'm I'm planning on talking about a lot of um, topics regarding homeschooling, of course. That's my first passion, Um, but also that have to do with just simplifying in general, And other topics that are dear to my heart Um, I'm also looking to interview some moms out there some homeschooling moms and doing a series of podcasts just on real homeschool moms most of you know I just wrote a book and it's called real homeschool letting go of the Pinterest perfect and Instagram ideal homeschool and I'm really excited about that book and um, it's all about you know not It's not a book against social media. It's all about how we have in our society now used social media to shape our um, standards and our ideals in our minds of what we think our life should look like. And I worry that we're turning away from what God says our standards and our ideals should be. And um, the book is all about, you know forming real relationships with other moms and you know not just saying oh yes my life is great and my day is great and showing all the good stuff online but sharing both the good and the bad not to be a complainer but so that we can number one, be authentic with each other. But number two, we can walk alongside each other and help each other and encourage each other on the homeschooling journey. So um, I wanted to interview some moms who are out there that are just, you know, in different stages of their life in homeschooling so that we could sit down and talk. And then the listeners can hear other moms out there who might be Um, in a very similar situation and sometimes it's nice just to hear, wow, there's someone else out there dealing with the same things and I'm not alone. So I have some great moms lined up ready to do this for me. Um, I've just been having some of the technical issues of working it all out. So once we get that settled, you can look for that real homeschool mom series and, um, like I said tonight I wanted to talk about clutter all day long I've been trying to get to this recording of this podcast and finally I sat down tonight and I sent my boys upstairs and said I need you guys to be quiet I need to get this done and I was praying about the topic that I wanted to um, discuss and I, I kept thinking it was going to be clutter and I feel like God has led me to talk about that. So a few weeks ago, I wrote a post on Simply Living for Him. And it was all about living a clutter-free life. And I realized that that post was read by a lot of people. I got a lot of emails about it, a lot of comments. Um, it was shared quite a bit. So I realized that that is something that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts these days. And it's it's kind of funny because as Americans, we live in this society Or we are inundated with stuff, we have so much stuff. And we tend to think, well, then why aren't we happy? We have so much stuff. We have what we want. We have, we have, first of all, we have all that we need. Let's put that right out there, right? Every single American basically has what they need. We have, Everything we need, but yet we pile on more stuff and more stuff and it's okay to have stuff and it's okay to have possessions and it's okay to enjoy blessings. But what I'm reading and what I'm hearing from so many people is the very things that are supposed to be blessing us are feeling like a burden and they're making us feel heavy and weighed down and um, disorganized and stressed. And so I want to understand why that is. Now let me get one thing straight. When I talk about clutter and simplifying and all those things, well, a couple of things I'm going to set straight. Number one, I'm not a minimalist at all. Come to my house. You'll see I have stuff. (laughs) I'm not a minimalist, but there is definitely a minimalist bent to me where I see the value in doing things and um, focusing on much more important things than just the temporary stuff that you see around. Um, I'm always thinking about, well, what is the value of this? What is the purpose of this? You know, looking at things in light of eternity, because at any given moment, any, all of our stuff can be taken away. But the one thing that can never be taken away from us is our eternity with Jesus so i always look at things as you know what is the eternal value of this or in the long run what does this matter do i really need this Um, so i'm not a minimalist per se but i definitely look at things somewhat in that aspect of you know do i really need it is it just going to weigh me down is it just going to be an extra thing to take care of Um, and the other thing is when i talk about living clutter free I don't want anyone out there to get the wrong idea about me. I am not at all Miss Neat Freak, you know, OCD, uh, have everything uh, in order and perfect. That is not me by nature at all. Ask my mother. (laughs) She's what I just described. She's the everything in order, OCD, perfection. I was the messy little girl whose room was a disaster, who had everything shoved under her bed all the time. Um, My drawers were overflowing. I could never find anything. Oh my goodness, when I went to school, my backpack had my papers hanging out, and I got to school, and I could never find what I needed, and I was always a mess. And I think part of it now for me as an adult is I'm not like that, okay? So I'm not still running around messy, but... um, I think because I remember the stress of getting to school and not being able to find my papers. And I remember the stress of my room is a disaster all the time and I can't find anything. I think that is why I have now geared my life towards getting rid of clutter because I just can't stand all that stress and burden. But by nature, I am not that typical like neat freak, you know, everything has to be perfect. Because in all honesty, when I have company over my house... I am all about letting the dishes sit in the sink and letting the house get trashed while the company is there because I want to enjoy the people. I want to enjoy relationships I want to enjoy the time that I have with people and I don't want to be just stuck there like fussing over everything and making it perfect and making it look nice while they're there I want kids to be able to come over my house and feel comfortable and it doesn't bother me that there's crumbs everywhere we'll deal with it later you know I always tell people when they come to my house there's nothing your kids can ruin in my house I mean really I just make yourselves comfortable obviously we want people to respect other people's homes, but I I don't want people to ever come to my house and feel uncomfortable because it looks like a museum and they're afraid to you know relax so um i'm definitely not the typical like neat freak type person and i'm not a minimalist i'm just a regular you know somewhere in the middle type of homemaker um but i do like a clutter-free life so recently a friend came over and you know she said to me wow, your house feels so like you don't have stuff around. It feels good. You don't have all that um, stuff on the counters. You don't have piles. You don't have this. And I kind of laughed because I was like, you know what? You know why I don't? Because we moved last year and I just didn't bring anything with me. Problem solved. (laughs) So we moved last year and that has been a huge help in keeping my life clutter free. Um, It really did give me that opportunity for that clean slate to sort of start all over because I've always been, um, for the past several years, writing about purging stuff and uh, minimizing the stuff in my home. And last year when we had the opportunity to move, I decided we're only bringing what we absolutely need because see, we didn't have movers. We didn't hire a moving company or anything like that. We had a 26 foot U-Haul and our friends. (laughs) So for me, I had to look when I was packing the way I had to value if something earned its right to come with me to the new house meant one of our friends would have to move these boxes and it would have to fit in the U-Haul. So when I would look at things and be like, mm, is it really something I need? Probably Is it necessary so much that I'm going to have another box that somebody else is going to have to move? And, you know, is it worth the effort and the work? And I have to tell you, it has been amazing to now be in my house um, almost a year. And I don't feel like I've been filling it back up. Now, granted, the house that we moved into is larger than our our previous house I mean it has a basement which we didn't even have before it has a two-car garage which before we only had a one-car garage so we have more space for storage we have lots more closet space but when we moved in I remember thinking what am I going to do with all this space I mean here we pulled up with our 26 foot U-Haul <laughs> and um you know, what are we going to do? And I remember people would say, well, you'll fill up real quick. You'll see those closets will get filled up. But I really made a promise to myself back in my mind that no, 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 I am not going to fill up this house just for the purpose of filling it up. It's only going to have useful and necessary items. And I don't want to be A manager of piles. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like there is just so much clutter that really daily you're just managing piles? You walk from one pile to the next to the next. You know, I saw something today. uh, I believe it was on Facebook. One of those pictures, you know, that get shared around. And it really, I thought, drove this point home well. It said, um, now I don't know the quote exactly. But it said something about the reason we have clutter or the reason... Um, that so many people are bogged down by clutter is because of their failure to make decisions. Think about that for a minute. Your clutter really does represent your failure to make a decision. Because when you have to tackle the clutter and the piles of stuff, that involves making a decision and saying, do I need this or don't I? And often we hold on to things for emotional reasons or we hold on to things for a reason of, well, I might need it someday. Now, how many times have you really gotten rid of something and then you said down the line, oh, where is that blah, blah, blah item? I wish I still had it. I would say, and I'm a humongous purger, okay? I am the opposite of a hoarder. You know those shows on TV with the hoarders and stuff like that? That's, I am the total opposite. I'm the one that's like, oh, just get rid of it. Oh, just get rid of it. Now, I... As a person who purges often, I can say maybe one, two, at the most three times that I've said, oh shoot, I wish I hadn't gotten rid of whatever the item was and pretty much I could always replace what it was and it wasn't like it was saving me so much money because I held on to this stuff, okay? If I got rid of something accidentally that maybe I needed down the line, I could probably purchase it and the value... In that in me saving the amount of time and energy and stress of, of keeping all those things versus the amount that I probably would have spent to buy whatever, you know, the item was later was probably well worth it. So think about that. What is the value of what you're keeping? Is it worth so much effort to keep it? And because it's not just one thing we're talking about, it's the one thing and then the next thing, and they all pile on top of each other and they all add up in value of your time and your effort and your stress levels. Um, so, you know, when I moved last year and we we came into this house and it was a new house and the walls were all plain colored and it was brand new and um, it was just immediately such a feeling of freedom, like, ah, Okay, it's like a start fresh. And what I found was I love to fill my home, but not with the traditional things that you think. Yes, I have a larger home. And believe me, it's not a mansion. It's not larger in, (laughs) it's just larger compared to what we had before. We have great property. We finally have our little dream of a tiny little farm and we have a couple acres and a barn. And what I found was when we moved was that um, I really was able to fill my house with the things i wanted to fill it with all along. A peaceful mother, a mother who wasn't constantly stressed out over um, messes, and most importantly, I was able to fill it with people. We have been able to host family nights at our house and you know a lot of our friends have large families hey we're homeschoolers we have large families and we've been able to have several families over we've been able to have um uh prayer groups i've been able to have moms over my house and you know not that i couldn't do these things before but these are the things that i'm thrilled to be filling my house to the brim with people relationships memories memories Fun things like that. And I'm not looking around like, oh, I don't want to have people over because there's a mess in my living room. Or, oh, I wish so-and-so nobody would just stop by because I don't want them to see the mess in my home. I can feel the freedom knowing that if anybody were to stop by at any time now. Not to say that I would look okay. I might not have makeup on or I might be still in my pajamas, but (laughs) it would be okay because I wouldn't feel that embarrassment and that shame of the piles of stuff that I haven't cleaned up. There's a freedom in just being able to rest in your home. So an important thing um, that I would say as a recommendation to be keeping your house clutter free is if you can... Keep the counters free of clutter in the kitchen. If you have the space to put away any types of small appliances like the toaster or the bread maker or the, you know, stuff like that. I have my mixer out because um, I think it looks pretty. <laughs> but, you know, I put away most of the stuff so that I can keep the counters clear because honestly, it just feels nicer. It feels more relaxed. I'm not like looking at messes. I'm not, you know, trying to make everything um, organized. So that helps a lot. You know, as soon as the mail comes in, go through it, throw the junk out, put what needs to be put, file it away, and done. Take care of things as they happen rather than waiting till later. Because again, that's like that whole decision thing. Things pile up because we think, hmm, well, I'll get to that later. And just take care of it right then. Um, Not to say that when the laundry comes out, I always put that away. I'm being real here. The laundry will sit in the basket Yes, I have that problem. So, (laughs) you know, this I can't do that with everything. But when certain things occur, you know, take put the fires out as they come along rather than keep waiting and pushing them back till later because then they all build up. Um, So, like I said, keeping the counters free and the kitchen free. Really another thing is we don't even have a dining room anymore in our new house. The way it's set up, there isn't a room for a dining room. And in our old house, we had like a you know more formal dining room and um, a smaller kitchen. But now our kitchen is large and that's where our big dining table is. So everything takes place in the kitchen. You know, school takes place in the kitchen. Our Bible study takes place in the kitchen. Um, our uh, you know, our meals obviously take place in the kitchen. Um, but I really find during the day it's very important to me to keep the kitchen table clear. Of stuff so we sit it there and we do our bible study and we do our school work and as soon as we're done it's like okay guys everything off the table put it back now before it gets lost because you know we're the ones <laughs> let me tell you this story to keep it real we're the ones that we've been planning school all summer and you know getting everything organized and the books are all in a row and the pencils sharpened and everything is in perfect ready to go order and the first day of school comes and guess what my daughter comes to me and says mom i can't find my math dvd I'm like, really? You can't find your math DVD? We have been waiting for this day for weeks. We've been organizing for weeks. How does that happen? So, no, we don't always have it all together. Which is why I'm saying that when we are done using something, like at the kitchen table, it's so important to me that we put it away right away so that it doesn't get lost. And I use that lesson of that math DVD. Um... But so keeping that table clean and clear, it just makes me feel so much more at ease. It makes Everything feel more peaceful. And when mommy feels peaceful, the rest of the house feels peaceful. And it's true. When you're stressed and you're fussing over the house and you're, I mean, it's me. I'm snapping at people, at the kids saying, why isn't this cleaned up? Why isn't that cleaned up? You know, and I remember in my old house, the clutter, it would make me feel stressed out. I would walk into a room and I'd see the clutter and I would start taking it out on everybody else. And it wasn't their fault. But it would give me that feeling of disorganization, of I need to get things under control. I feel out of control because my house is a disaster. So there is just so much freedom and so much more peace that you don't even understand that it's going to happen until you're in it and you're like, wow. And then once you're in it, you don't want to go back. So that's what I was saying before about like sort of remembering how I was as a kid. I think now that I I get the peace and order that comes from having a clutter-free house, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to that mess. As soon as things start to become messy, I try to get it under control at that moment. It's because I don't want to go back. And like I said, having a clutter-free house, it just gives you so much more time with doing things that matter, you know, playing outside, you know, oh, that brings me to toys. Okay. Everybody wants to say, well, the biggest thing in a homeschool family or, you know, a family with kids homeschooling or not is the toys. What do you do about the toys? You know, they're everywhere. Simple answer. Get rid of them. No, really, I know we live in a world that tells you you need to have everything out there on Amazon and everything in Toys R Us and, you know, we are a prosperous nation and we should give our children lots of things. Well, you know what? My kids, I realized when we were in our other house and we were getting ready to move as we were going through things, okay, we realized, do they really play with these things? Interestingly enough, before we moved into this house, we were supposed to move before that. We had... A house that um, we were supposed to buy, and then everything fell through at the very end. So it's interesting because we had been packing for that move, and when we packed, and when we were showing our house to sell it, I had my kids pack up everything in their rooms that they didn't, that they said that you know that they could live without for a couple of months, and we put that stuff in the garage, and we said when we move, you know, you'll get it back. Well, that house ended up falling through, and we ended up thinking we weren't going to move crazy story, but we ended up um, spending the summer in that house still and saying, all right, we're not moving. But I never unpacked those boxes because my kids never asked for them again. And they survived. They didn't even miss the stuff. So when we moved here, we really took very little toys. Now the boys have their Legos. I have first grade, fifth grade, and a seventh grade boy. And, you know, as you can imagine, there's Legos, Everywhere, because they love Legos. So those are organized in bins, um, and we have the Legos. So, yes, we have that. Um, And my daughter now is 14, so she doesn't really have toys like she used to. But she really never had a ton either. She had her American Girl dolls. That was the big thing. Um, She likes stuffed animals, like stuff like that. But um, other than that, we don't have a ton of toys. And it's funny, because just recently my son, who's six, said to me, Mommy, remember in the other house I had that toy box? What happened to that? Why don't I have any toys here? And I looked at him and I said, First of all, every single toy in that toy box was broken and missing pieces, and no one ever played with them. You know, they were like the G.I. Joe guys with missing heads and uh, the cars with, you know, three wheels and the broken door and the truck that didn't work. So when we moved, we just got rid of a lot of those things. And we did not bring that toy box with us. So it was funny when he asked about it. And I looked at him and I said, do you really need that toy box? Look outside. You have three acres, a barn, woods, a stream. You don't need those toys. Um, So it it was interesting to have that conversation. But it's true. We do not need to pile on all these toys that we think our kids need. It stresses them out. They don't know what to play with. There's too many choices. So I'm telling you, getting rid of that clutter has helped immensely. Each of my boys, they all three share a room. And under their beds, they have a container of like their stuff that's, you know, it's like a yo-yo and, uh, (laughs) um, you know, a couple uh, special little figures and, you know, some other little games, stuff like that. We have board games, you know, in our basement for the kids. Um, But mostly when it's warm, they're outside. Uh, And we're busy, you know, we've been in our house now, um, and I'm really, it's, we're living our dream. I always wanted this, you know, country house, my little house on the prairie. And um, they built, we built a nice big garden in the spring, we put up the fences. And now we have chickens, so they're busy with that and learning to take care of them. Who needs toys when you have chickens? I need to do a whole podcast about my chickens. <laughs> I'm the crazy chicken lady over here. I just love my new chickens. But, um, you know, they have they have a nice, great property to play on, so we're very blessed. And I believe that wherever you live, though, you will find things that are... Um, entertaining to do without always needing tons of toys. Minimize the toys. And if you're not ready to just get rid of them, do that experiment that I said. Put everything in a box. Say to them, hey, you know what? Pretend we had a do without for three months. Let's put away everything you could do without for three months. And after those three months, let's see how much of that stuff you really need. So do that with your kids' toys. And you know what? That's not a bad idea to do that with your own stuff. If you're feeling like, oh, this stuff is so much clutter, let's do that experiment with yourself. Pack up some of your stuff and say to yourself, you know, let's pretend I have to get rid of everything except the essentials. Let me see how long I can live without this stuff. I guarantee you it's going to be life-changing. You're going to realize how much you really do not need. Now, I could do a several series of podcasts about this um, issue on clutter. You know, I could talk all about how to organize your closets and how to organize your toys and your homeschool books. I mean, that's a whole podcast episode right there, right? And all your homeschool supplies And, um, you know, how to organize your kitchen. So we could really break down all of these topics. But really, let's go back to the heart tonight that encompasses all those things. And the heart is, what are we living for? Are we living a life so that at the end of our lives we can say, Boy, I had so much stuff. I lived a great life. Or can we look back and say, I touched people. I was in relationships with people, and I knew God, and I shared him with people, and I lived a life that was purposeful and meaningful, and I lived a life with my kids. I played with them. We did activities together. No one's going to look back someday and say, boy, I lived well. I had so much stuff. No, they're going to look back and say, I lived well, I served God, I taught my kids about Him, I focused on people, I focused on the eternal value of things. Those are the things that matter. My website, Simply Living for Him, is all about getting rid of the distractions that keep us from living a life for God or living the life as God intended us to live. Because there are so many distractions nowadays, whether it be physical clutter or mental clutter, right? That's a whole nother podcast episode. Our world is full of mental clutter these days. And the social media, it's everywhere. And that's why I wrote my recent book called Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. Because we as homeschoolers are so focused on all this external stuff that we think defines us. And we're forgetting to let the internal define us and let Jesus define us. Okay, our life is not based on how much stuff we have. Our life is based on being a child of God and being saved by Jesus. And none of that has to do with who has the most stuff. Stuff will just weigh you down, it will distract you, we will say, oh, I'm too busy to read the Bible today, I have so much to do. Oh no, may it never be so. May we never have so much worldly gain that we have forgotten to read our Bibles and to spend time with the Lord and to grow in our relationship with Him minute by minute. So the Bible says do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there will be your heart also Matthew six nineteen to 21 and that's the ESV version ask yourself today where is your treasure where are you storing up your treasure And that will reveal your heart. And if the answer is not what you think lines up with God's word, then evaluate how you can um, lessen the things that are taking you away from where you need to be and the things that you're storing up that you do not need to be storing up. So um, having a clutter-free life is one of the... um, main things for me that has actually helped me grow closer to God. I know that sounds probably strange, but it really has because I have a lot less distractions and I have a lot more focus on what I want my purpose in life to be. And, um, does that mean that I'm picture perfect life or that less stuff means I'm always happy and I'm always joyful? No, absolutely not. In our family, we still have squabbles and things to deal with. Um, you know, but There is a lot less tension, there really is, because my home is less cluttered and because I've chosen to live more simply and because I've chosen to evaluate the value of things that I keep. Um, So ask yourself today, what are you filling your home with and where are you storing your treasure? Is it with people or with things? Do you have clutter or do you have purpose? Are you feeling anxious because there's endless piles and stuff to do? So just start with one thing today. Start with one thing that can lessen that anxiety and that can lessen that clutter. Because if you look at it, if you're a person that's dealing with a lot of clutter right now, you're going to look at this and say, there's no way I can do it. And you're just going to give up. Just start with one thing. And each day, commit to another thing. Getting rid of one more thing. Tackle one box at a time. It doesn't even have to be one room. It could be one shelf. But promise yourself, if it's like give yourself a guideline for the next 30 days, I'm going to get rid of just one shelf, one box, make it then one room and do little by little. And uh, like I said, put some of those things away. If you feel you can't part with them, give yourself a time in three months and see if you still need them. I would say the biggest key to living a cluttered free life would be to get in the word and study the Bible, see what God has to say about these things and let him work through you. But it definitely um, is a doable thing for all of us. Living a clutter-free life is so freeing. I'm telling you, I am so glad I only fit what I could in that U-Haul last year. Because had I just brought the same old stuff to a new house, it would just be the same old stress, new place. But I was able to get a fresh start. Now I know everybody out there isn't able to do that. But why can't you do it in the home you're in? You don't have to move in order to do this. You can just say to yourself, I want that freedom. I want to start over and I want to feel peace and joy because I don't have so much stuff. Like I said, it's a true irony in our culture that we are, have so much stuff available to us and yet we are a society and a culture that is more busy and more stressed than ever. So that says something about stuff. Stuff is not the answer to our peace and our joy, but Jesus is. So... That is uh, what I have to say tonight about my uh, journey with Clutter Free. And I'm on a journey as well. I'm not an expert on this. It's just me sharing my journey. And I love to write about it and talk about it. Um, If you have anything to share, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at karen at simplylivingforhim.com or come over to my Facebook page, um, which is um, Facebook is Simply Living For Him. I also have a page for Bible-based homeschooling, which is my homeschooling website, biblebasedhomeschooling.com. And I do have a new ebook out there. Uh, well, it's not just an ebook. I also have it available paperback, uh, paperback, excuse me, for Kindle and paperback at Amazon, and that is called Real Homeschool: Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. So you can check that out on Amazon. And, like I said, we'll be getting these podcasts out at least once a week. Um, That is the goal. So, you can be sure to check back weekly for new episodes and let me hear what you want me to talk about or what questions you have. And we can do um, all different topics in the future. So, oh, also, you can visit me on Instagram. I like to share a little bit about what's going on. You'll see a lot of chicken pictures uh, lately, Um, but I like to share what's been going on in our journey to live simply our journey with homeschooling, and our journey on our new little hobby farm here. So um, I'd love to hear from you, so give me a a shout-out over there, too. Again, I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him, and it has been a pleasure recording tonight, and I thank you for joining me.